guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to another exciting edition of Street Fight Radio. We are here on this Wednesday night uh, to spread more dissent and disruption to every corner of the flat earth like we always do. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. And we've been doing this for 10 years now out of the heart of it all, Columbus, Ohio. And uh, eventually, uh, when we get our way, things will be a lot better. But until then, you just have to stick with us. Uh, We're the people you want to be around. Um, We've got all the best listeners, the coolest folks, and the best rabble-rousers listening to Street Fight Radio. So thanks for being here. If you want to support the show, head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. And we are still doing a fundraiser for the Hopi Tutsqua what is it called? I keep I keep getting the name wrong. <laughs> the I don't know. Preservation Institute, I believe. Um, and Eric is going to come out here. He's going to paint a picture on my car. He's only going to do it if you give him enough money to do it. <laughs> and he's going to take that uh, money and give it to the Hopi Tutsqua Permaculture Institute. That's the, what I was thinking. Um, they do work on crops and community and all those wonderful things. You can check them out at HopiTutsquad.org. Uh, you can send money directly there if you don't want to give it to us. Um, we're just trying to do something nice. Jeez. Um, this is... org. That's right. My fault. <laughs> that's that's right. That's, that's me talking. Um, uh, let's see. I had a good night so far. I went down to Beer Stube uh, for Half-Baked Brewery. They were releasing some of their new Nutcrackers, and they had me play the jukebox for an hour, and so I did. And thank you to the few folks that came out to say hi. Jake, happy to see you there, uh, and others. How's it going, Brian? Great. How are? Um, well, you just said how you were. I was just. I I always go right to the how are you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm used to that one. So uh, so it went well. The beer stube. The beer stube, yeah. I've never been there before, but it was, um, well, it was weird because I took Charlotte. Uh, I, I was like, I'm going to take the earliest spot possible. I have Charlotte. Um, but man, walking in with a kid into a bar, this just was so annoying. It was so fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like like the dads were just like, oh, cheers, man. Like, like they wish they would have just taken their kid to the bar with them or something. But, you know, it's not what I'm doing. I'm there to work. And then, so I set up Charlotte in the corner to play Roblox and I just had to keep telling these people to leave her alone. Cause there's like all these old ladies would just come up and be like, what are you playing? What are you doing? And like in her face. And it's like, leave her alone. This, these worlds are supposed to collide. Just pretend you don't see her. You know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to pretend you don't see a kid at the bar though. She's the most unique person in the room. Actually. That's true. And that's what it felt like. I immediately was like, I was around people that like we were now became props in their good time because they would talk to her and then she would look to me and then they would see me. And then they're like, and then like, I look like somebody they can fuck with now too. Like either they can, they, they uh, it's just, I could see the delight in their eyes when they saw me. Cause they were like, Oh, this is somebody I can bother too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is like, uh, uh, she knows how it now feels when <laughs> you're on the clock, which is, that's a good, 
little thing. It's like, hey, remember when all those people kept coming up to you and talking to you? That's what my job's like a lot of times. <laughs> so it, it was funny. Um, I was I was like uh, I was telling her that we had to go do this. And before we went, she like coiled up in the corner and put her saddest faces on. And she was like, I don't want to go. And I said, you know what? This is the meeting. This is like big time work to me. This is something I have to do. And I said I would do it, <laughs> which was go to a bar for one hour, drink one beer and play ZZ Top songs. Basically, that's what she thinks my job is. Good day to play ZZ Top, though. You were you were paying homage to the man. Uh, one of the guys died today. Dusty. I know. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. And I don't listen to a lot of ZZ Top and 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 I feel like shit now just saying that cuz it's like when somebody dies and then like you're the guy that's like I didn't really know him but you know that's a bummer. Like yeah. like no reason for me to bring up <laughs> that I didn't know anything about the guy. <laughs> but yeah. I um I did also get to talk to a 20-year-old person which was really fucking bizarre um because they really are just don't know what the world is like like they're they're, they really are just taking stabs at it but he's like an adult you know they're adults but he was like trying to tell me how is what he's going to do in the world and all these things and like his philosophies and i'm just like man none of this is going to work like none of this is going to be relevant in one year (laughs) It's going to beat you down, sir. I mean, listen, buddy, uh, I want you to do all of those things. I'm actually trying to create a world where you are able to be fully realized and do all of those things. But as Billy Corgan said, the world is a vampire. And uh, he'll find out, you know, I talk to a 16 year old every day, so I know what that's like, you yeah, know, no, because they're not, they're not, she's not paying her own bills like he, he, he had some, I don't know, they because they're doing something. They're technically adults. We have to treat them like adults. I don't have to treat Gwen like an adult. No, no, no. She has a bank account now, though. So kind of an adult, you know, a checking no. account. It's funny though because she's afraid to use her bank card. So okay, now you have a bank account, but you're like, what if I use the card wrong? And it's like that is just a fear that that's like, what if I put my shoes on wrong? Actually, there's more of a risk of you putting your shoes on wrong than using a credit card wrong. <laughs> like she was saying, her worst nightmare would be to get declined, and I'm like. Well, it's gonna happen. So you might want to just hold on to your hold on to your hat because someday you will get declined. Everybody gets declined. That's just the way of life. I mean, Elon Musk has never been declined, I guess. But she ain't coming from Elon Musk stock. So she's gonna get declined someday. Yeah, it's immersion. It's an immersion therapy is the only way to get out of that. I mean, you just have to be in the grocery store over a hundred times to be like, you know what? Fuck all y'all actually. Yeah. I told her, I guess sometimes like if you get declined at Starbucks, they'll just give you the drink anyway, which is a tip for people. Like if you go to Starbucks and you know, you don't have money in your account, but you got to make sure you have the kind of, the kind of account that declined you because that is a thing of the past. Really? That, that, that like, the banks are such sleaze bags that they've made it so you don't get declined so that they can get the uh, 
the overdraft. Yeah. Fee. That's that's their move. It's like, well, no, we'll never decline you. And it's like, no, but there are times where I should be declined. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to step in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should decline me because I'm just spending money I don't have right now. It's it's gonna go away. I gotta tell you. There was um, there was a really funny moment talking to that kid though because he was like I'm, I don't want to, I hope he doesn't listen but there was a moment we were he was like doing like a Gary V thing where he was just like you got to have a network you got to work with people you know the ones that are like willing to to work back with you and not just get something out of you and then he wets like I don't say anything and then like two seconds later he looks and he was like do you think you can get me booked at this at uh, other world. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, we just met. So, you know, I'm not really handing out bookings to strangers, you know. <laughs> also, <laughs> you, uh, that's the kind of thing where you answer with, do you think you could get me booked at Underworld? <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I would do. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I don't have any connection to Otherworld or Underworld or whatever. The fu- I don't even know what it's called anymore. Yeah. How about you let me know? You get, you get your foot in the door. We're, I'm coming in right with you. <laughs> you go get yourself booked and then tell them you know these guys that can sell tickets to a show and it will come in after you blaze that trail buddy blaze yeah. that trail uh we do have some live shows that are about to be announced we can't totally announce them tonight but we can say fucking cleveland columbus pittsburgh uh, uh well pittsburgh's already announced cleveland columbus cleveland and columbus are are a hundred percent a go and uh, we'll get you that info probably next week, early next week. But yeah, man, we're gonna be on stage, baby. We gotta do. We gotta write something. Right? Yeah, this is gonna be, man. That, well, I think we're doing Mad Lab um, August twenty sixth is, I believe, the date. We're gonna do two shows in Columbus. Um, we're gonna be selling shots in the parking lot. Uh, also, um, I but- also. Sorry, Brad. I cut you off. That was fucking shitty. <laughs> Go ahead. What was it? I also uh, uh, I made a mistake last week. I I think the call-in show in two weeks is going to be very legendary because we will be at the gathering of the juggalos all weekend and then do a fucking call-in show the day after. So that should be exciting, right? Like we're filling our fucking schedules now. It feels so cool to start filling your schedule in just a little bit, you know, to have an event happen, a friend's birthday party, a friend's kid's birthday party. And to be like, "Ah, I can't make it. I have a thing. Uh, Brett told him it was a gathering of the Juggalos. I was just going to say I had a work thing. But now they know <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're down to clown around if they want. I mean, come along. <laughs> Bring the kids. I'll buy the kids a ticket. I bet kids get in free, I hope. It's a family event. Yeah. It is a goddamn family event. So, yeah, that should be fun. Brett, did you... I don't know if you saw this post because it's only been up for a little bit. <laughs> but you know what I realized today? This year, 2021, is going to be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So we're going to get peak crazy shit in like a month. And the we didn't way plan. That I, 
I, <laughs> we didn't plan a new 9-11. We were supposed to plan a goddamn new 9-11. And now it's we're on a month. We got a whole Fuck. month to figure this out. <laughs> this is going to take everybody. We're going to need everybody to rise up on the no, September 11th this year to make a, the biggest 9-11 that's ever happened. <laughs> it is going to be a lot of work to make a bigger 9-11 than the original 9-11, I think. Like, that's a big yeah. ask. <laughs> yeah. but i i was on the fox news website just kind of uh looking around for like show content like scraping it for show content and i fucking saw this 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 article and this is this is just i'm not gonna do the whole thing but it's just a headline that i read that i this is what hipped me to it being the 20th anniversary of 9-11 you gotta hear this brett former flight attendant to honor 9-11 victims by pushing beverage cart from Boston to ground zero. Oh, yes. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> now we're celebrating. Now we're honoring people. Now we're not just doing fucking barbecues. <laughs> we said never forget. So oh, wait, that big ass, the big ass cart that like locks down and everything? The cart that, yeah, it would, it has to be the cart. I, well, I'm, I'm not making requirements for this guy, but yeah, right. It's the cart that they push down the aisle in the airplane to give drinks and stuff. Is, Which, he, is he wearing the suit thing too? Is he wearing an outfit? He's got to better be. You got, you got to serve in your outfit. You got to wear your dress blues. <laughs> As a I mean, flight attendant. I can't. Here's the thing though, Brett, this is like really smart to me because i carry a little backpack every day with like treats and stuff in it and oh, kratom and and weed and stuff like that like i have this little backpack i carry this fucking guy's gonna have a whole beverage cart to, he's gonna he can have a fucking whole rotisserie chicken in that fucking thing he's, oh he, he could but it's only gonna be biscoff cookies and cheese it's yeah. and ginger ale yeah. it's gonna be all we got is diet ginger ale left sorry the gestures that are going to come up in the next month. I am predicting now plenty of gestures like this coming up in the next month. I mean, we know for a hundred percent fact that some motorcycle guys are going to drive around for nine 11. We know that. Yeah. And I'm, as this information rolls in, the more half-assed people are going to pick it up. Like, I think <laughs> folks are just now realizing this. Um, of course there'll be some bad cakes at the grocery store. Um, but I would really like to see some some catastrophic ceremonies. Yeah, like some funny ones where like they get like the Foo Fighters to play and <gasps> a bunch of like veterans or something. Have you seen Jack Pubisack? Have you seen his guitar no. playing? Have you seen no. his fucking him playing David Bowie? It's the it's horrible. What? Who? It's Jack Pubis? Oh, Probiasic. Thing? Yes, that yeah. guy. No, what does he do? He sings David Bowie, like, and he he thinks he can sing it. You can see, like, in the corner of his eyes, he's like kind of digging deep, and it's uh, will make you disgusted. Prosobiac. Yeah, I think I can play this, Brett. Actually, if I can find it, he, I think I can find it. There's no soul in it. It's like a kid showing off that they learned the tabs. Like he's just playing really. He's playing it like kind of a breakneck speed for the song. Um, and it's just a touch too fast and it's kind of just feels showy. Like, see, I learned this whole song and I can sing it. How did I miss that? I, I love guys playing songs. 
There is nothing in this world like guys with zero fucking soul at all yeah. playing a fucking song. Let me cross that- my legs and throw a pillow on my lap and hug it, and I'm ready to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, hold on. I think I know how I can find can this. Can you play real- it? I think I can, yeah, because I have voice meter and all that stuff set up. So it should go out through my thing. So I just have to find it real quick. Uh, uh, what was he playing? Um, it's got to be a, a Foo Fighters or... or no, no, it's David Bowie. Oh, oh. Is it like Suffragette City? No, Which that I, song fucking rocks, man. Yeah, it does. Is it Queen Bitch? Because that is my favorite Bowie song. I think, it's, it's, I think it might just be Ziggy Stardust. Of course. Of fucking course. If you're going to do a... I mean, Suffragette City is like a single. Uh, I can allow that. But uh, you gotta, you gotta, if you're gonna do it, you know, um, okay. Yeah, I'm I mean, I would be going, I would be paying something off of low. If I was going for David Bowie and uh, to show off to David Bowie fans, that's what I would do. Vic Berger posted it. So look for Vic, Vic Berger. I oh, send, okay. Yeah. I, here, I'm sending to you right now. Just here it is. I got on. it. I got it. I got it. it okay. Here, here it comes. It's seven here minutes long. <laughs> worst thing it's that is the worst of, of like anything he's so confident and he's wearing a like a oxford shirt like how do you how do these guys every button-up shirt guy just wants everyone to be like you know when i get home i undo the top three buttons sometimes get a little racy start <laughs> singing start singing songs with curse words about drugs <laughs> <laughs> They all I that's the shit that that's probably why I have such an aversion to to classic rock because like a lot of it is classic for a reason and Bowie is a totally to me a different thing from from your Led Zeppelins and yeah. and shit like that you know Bowie is just one of the greatest of of ever but like it's because guys like this hear ziggy stardust and the spiders from mars and they're like this song fucking speaks to me too (laughs) (laughs) hold on hold on i have just a little bit more a little bit more of this This is one of the worst that this is really, truly the worst thing in the world ever done to David Bowie. Just it's so rude. This guy should have to do like like a five finger death punch song or yeah, or like he could do Bob Seger, even though Bob Seger is probably not conservative, but he should like have to do stuff like that. Aaron Lewis. Bowie's not his. Yeah. Aaron Lewis got the number one country album right now. Really? 
that goddamn fucking song, dude. That fucking song is just a hit on top of a hit, dude. Well, I'm turning into my old man. Uh, yes, yes. The if I was a liberal thing, if or or not if I was a liberal, it is the uh, uh I, yeah, it's the I'm turning into my old man thing. I can't remember. I wish we could play it on here because uh uh, but we would get shut down. But it is really really shitty and uh wow brett i'm glad you turned me on to that i would like to hear his whole album actually yeah, maybe on his band camp if you're if you're him like here's what i would have done if i was him he picked a guy that can fucking sing mm -hmm. why not do lou reed i i would have done lou reed dude but he probably doesn't know who lou reed is <laughs> I, I, yeah i um I think that you know it's hard to it's hard to to pick, and I think you kind of you kind of want things to be differently than what they are. It's like house plants; you want them to be somewhere. They can't be there because they doesn't work there. But uh, yeah, you can't sing that song. You shouldn't sing that song. But you did it. You recorded yourself. Uh oh. You want your song? You want yourself to sound like David Bowie so fucking bad? <laughs> <laughs> You turn it, you like you're doing the kid thing where you turn it on. You're like, I sound just fucking like it. Look, I'm going to shut it off in the middle of me singing. <laughs> I'm going to play this for my wife. I'm just going to put it on in the car and uh, uh, just be really like, just play it while we're driving. She, she'll get so mad at it. She'll get, Maybe she'll get chills. I, let's fucking make some accounts everybody make burner accounts and request that jack pobiesic uh do a cover of something funnier than david bowie like i'm trying to think of what would be the funniest fucking song for him to cover um she fucking hates me she fucking hates me work see that would fucking but that would make sense you yeah, know okay gotcha who can sing like crazy who can who is somebody like i would even like him to do a led zeppelin song because robert like hearing yeah. him take all the sex out a whole lot of love would be really funny to me because <laughs> <laughs> he took all the sex out of that song every single little bit of sex in that david bowie song is gone he doesn't even know what sex sounds like this guy it's medical it's like i said it's medically playing an instrument like it's just doing it for proficiency not for like expression yeah when we first started hanging out uh you said something to me that like really fucking made me laugh uh we were we were arguing with some friends of ours about musicians and 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 like we were taught i was I, I think me and you were sort of on the side of like really liking guys that are pat people that are passionate about the music, but maybe can't play classically, you know? And somebody was like, Oh, he can't even fucking play or something. And you were like, okay, but like, <laughs> what about these guys can master? It was something about like, Oh good. He mastered the guitar. <laughs> I died laughing because that is like, not something. Yeah. I mean, somebody slaved away mastering the guitar and then another guy just woke up and beat on it and they get the same reaction. Uh, you know, I know what I want to do. 
Yeah, Riku just said Deftones cover, and it would be really good to hear him do a uh, cover of the Be Quiet and Drive Far Away acoustic mm. version yeah. of it, where Chino's voice is like all, you know, high and gentle and just seeing him. I just, I don't, I, I encourage Jack Pobiesic to, you know, follow his dream and post his videos so I can watch him. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah, you need to sign oh, up for Google Alerts. I'm going to now. I, that is so fucking funny. What a great thing. Uh, did you... I just got this article like right before uh, I came upstairs. I haven't read it, but it, it is it is from the New York Times, and I just saw the headline, and it cracked me up. France gave teenagers $350 for culture. So, what? so basically... In France, okay. I'll, I'll st when the French government launched a smartphone app that gives 300 euros to every 18 year old in the country for cultural purchases like books and music or exhibition and performance tickets, most young people's impulse wasn't to buy Proust's greatest works or to line up and see Moliere. Instead, France's teenagers flocked to manga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's wrong with that? I know. Hey, you told them they're they complaining. Whatever that, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's just an article. And I think people are kind of like people in France are just kind of like a little bummed out that they thought this was going to be something different. And, you know, like parents hate. Like parents would hate manga because it's something they don't understand. So I think it makes them crazy that they didn't get it. It's a really good initiative, said Julian Se Juliet Sega, who lives in a small town in southeastern France and has used $40 to buy Japanese comic books and The Maze Runner, a dystopian novel. I'm a steady <laughs> consumer of novels and manga, and it helps pay for them. I want to do this here, too. This is the kind of shit that we need. Like... Th they would have yeah. paid for our gathering of the juggalos tickets and we would have still have money left over. Well, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, it's actually like I was saying before, uh, I'm going to see all the concerts I couldn't see when I was under 25 years old. I didn't have any money. Like if they gave yeah. me three, $400 a year, I could have, I could see 10 or 20 shows on that back when I was 19. Yeah. Yeah. I could have saw a show once a month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny as hell that they picked manga for some manga. I think I'm saying it wrong. Uh, no, but don't, I, don't, don't. What do you bow down to manga? <laughs> Nobody said anything. I didn't see anything in the chat. But the focus on comic books reveals a subtle tension at the heart of the culture passes design between the almost total freedom it affords its young users, uh, including to buy the mass media they already love, and its architect's aim of guiding users towards lesser known and more highbrow arts. Every French 18-year-old can activate the pass and spend 300 about about 350 for up to two years on the app on which over 8,000 businesses and institutions have listed their offerings. 
Teenagers can buy physical goods from bookstores, record shops, and art supplies or instrument stores. They can purchase tickets to movie showings, plays, concerts, or museum exhibits, and they can sign up for dance, painting, or drawing classes. Damn. Man, a really good thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, this is just, oh, why just teenagers? I, I don't feel any older than 18 on the inside. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am the oldest 18-year-old in the world. Very mentally think, 18. Yeah, I think they're just like, I, I would love to see this happen in America. And I would also like really fucking love to find out what people would buy here. But, if, I mean, if, Pokemon cards, they already told you. They want Pokemon cards that are $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> they want Charmanders for some reason. It's all Charmanders. Yeah, yeah. They should give everybody over 18. Because they're yeah, thing also manga. That's also manga shit. It's also just basically the Japan created the best cartoons ever, and the entire world loves them. <laughs> they also, Brett, they have a recommendation list, but people aren't buying stuff off of that. <laughs> yeah, France France sucks. They're way too into themselves and their culture and like it is, I think this is absolutely wonderful that young kids made them flip their flip them off. Like just completely didn't spend any money on a single French person. Yeah, and their commercial, their their conservatives are pissed though. Critics argue that letting eight hundred twenty five thousand teenagers loose with free cash and expecting them to be nudged away from the nearest multiplex and into an art house movie theater is a naive waste of taxpayer money. I don't see it that way, man. I think money spent on engaging in the culture is worth it. Yeah. Okay. When you go to a concert, even if that concert is something that people look down upon, you're engaging in a communal act with a bunch of people that are into the same thing as you. Yeah. And, and I, that's just, there's no way it all went to that. But if they bought it from a bookstore, who fucking cares? I, I, I mean, if I open, I'm not going to be picky about what I sell at my fucking store. Like, no. I'll, I whatever makes money. It's what I'm. That's why I'm fucking here. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I mean, what I, if, I, I don't want it to be just French authors. Why do I give yeah, a fuck? It, it seems like that's what their conservatives are on about. Right. They they want it to be like. Uh, uh, he said that he was unconvinced that the no strings attach approach to the culture pass would do that and that the app gave few incentives incentives to engage with works that are more demanding on an artistic level. They need to, I mean, they need to give $300 to American teenagers because we're Francophile as fuck. Like set me up for like an Amelie screening. Uh, that would, then I would use all my money on that. I would just fly me over there and I'll go sit in there and I'll watch like, uh, some French cinema and uh, and appreciate it because nobody in your fucking country likes what you make. They got some good French action movies too. Fran yeah, we'll watch The District or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would fucking totally love to do that. I think it's so funny to to think that you could give every single person of a certain age money. Like that, you could give them money and say engage in the arts and culture, and expect them not to do the big mainstream things because that I mean that's the culture that most people engage with, and a lot of this stuff 
that they're talking about these these art films and stuff like that listen a teenager knows how to fucking pirate that shit we no, have access to fucking everything i don't think they can pirate anymore i think kids don't know how to pirate i think they literally like bred that out of us man i see anytime i talk to somebody that's like in their 20s maybe it's maybe it's younger than that that you're saying but anytime i talk to somebody in their 20s they 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 aren't buying anything they're, they're fucking downloading everything well they go to like tv.me.xyl they aren't <laughs> yeah they, i don't i don't i um i i don't i don't think that they are stealing in the right way not in the most permanent way it's more of like a temporarily stealing a stream these days um, yeah, but like uh, but also i mean yeah you can't be picky about when you give people money and it's it's also like the majority of people are going to spend it on dumb shit but that they did legitimate good i'm sure for a lot of actually weird art people that got a hold of it and were able to do something with it like i'm sure there's probably a lot of smaller shows that had an audience because of this for sure absolutely for sure i mean that's what you kind of do when you do something like this i mean this is so not an american thing this never not something that could they we won't even give people money to fucking eat we're definitely not giving people money to buy books they would rather we didn't buy books really it feels like sometimes right? go get one out of the little library in somebody's front yard go get a fucking john grisham novel out of one of those <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll have a can of corn in there too. I walk by those all the time and sometimes they'll have food, but it's like cans of corn and stuff. Creamed like, corn. Yeah, creamed corn where it's like some person comes by, he needs some corn maybe, but he doesn't have a house and a can opener and now you're you're dealing with opening the corn and it's just Yeah, I mean, instead keeps it back in, in there. Yeah, keeps it in the backpack and then it eventually just becomes a weapon because you can't get it open, so you just blood in somebody to death. Yeah, just created a crime. <laughs> um, yeah. There is one. There is one on campus that I walk by all the time, and these people have uh, a fucking incredible house uh, in in a historic part of town um, that's really set far away from the street. But they have the little library out there, and they put like the most disgusting, like organic soups out there constantly. It'll just be yeah. like barley and mint chowder. And then it'll be like four days away from expiration. And they put that Amy soup out there that nobody wanted. Nobody wanted it. Nobody ever was going to eat it. And now you feel good because you, you threw it out there. That's how it always felt with like canned goods. I mean, my parents wouldn't go out when they would say bring canned goods to school. My parents would never go out and get SpaghettiOs with meatballs, which is what I was always trying to get to take in. Cause if it's a canned food, I'm, racking my brain right now to think of a canned food i mean beans i guess but in the 90s we didn't really eat beans very much it, <laughs> beans like wasn't a thing you people you you millennials got way into beans in a way that we never were yeah taco bell never had to sell beans before yeah no you got meat at taco bell they didn't fucking have it i mean they had refried beans i guess yeah yeah but cans of beans we just didn't eat cans of beans when i was a kid it just it, it was you know we'd eat a can of brussels sprouts or a can of Ugh. and that's like the stuff my parents would send me to school with if we needed a canned food they would say just go in the cabinet and get a canned food 
And I'm not going to, I'm a teenager or I'm 10. I'm not going to give them one of the good canned foods that I have. I'm not going to be like, Hey man, uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give up my raviolis so somebody can have them because I'm young and selfish. So, uh, I mean the canned food thing, it just, I, I, the heart's in the right place usually, but I, I just never think that it comes out being as good as as people think it's just a way to make you feel good about doing something but yeah. yeah it's a way to not leave your house to go in your garage and build a little library and then tell yourself every day that you're educating people and feeding them with your old canned food yeah yeah um so did you see the ben and jerry stuff brett um, I heard that Ben and Jerry's isn't going to sell in Jerusalem anymore or something or Israel and, and contested East Jerusalem and, and the occupied West bank. Okay. Uh, but like I saw this article and it's like an ABC news thing. And, uh, uh, it's extremely weird to me. Uh, so three quarters of the members of the Israeli parliament on Wednesday called on Ben and Jerry's to reverse its decision <laughs> selling ice cream in Israeli settlements in the occupied West Bank and contested East Jerusalem. <laughs> the government, I mean, like I've seen so people throwing a tantrum about this all week. I've, I've seen like Zionists basically yelling about Ben and Jerry's just being like, you can't, we're not going to, we're not doing it. You know, we're not going to sell our food. <sighs> That's capitalism. That is like one of the, first of all, Ben and Jerry's going to be fine forever. And, and I'm sure there's some kind of Israeli ice cream that they could get, or they could just stop occupying parts of uh, occupying the West bank and East Jerusalem. They could do that. that if they Fucking fish food. <laughs> Yeah, you have all the chunky monkey you want. Just get the hell out of there. Yeah, it's easy. They called the decision. This is so this, weird. This is great, though, because the government has to write down everything that they do. And so this started with people being like, what the fuck? We're not going to have Ben and Jerry's anymore. And like, we have to do something about this. We're going to make a statement. Yeah, they called the decision immoral and regrettable. Ew. Claimed it would hurt hundreds of Jewish and Arab workers and violated an Israeli law banning uh, banning boycotts of the settle settlements. Oh, letter oh, I didn't know that was a law. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Well, send put us all in jail. I think oh, it's, it's illegal to boycott. It, oh man, I we have that rule too. If you're listening now, you you're stuck. You can't go yeah. anywhere. You can't boycott this show. You have you have to continue being a Patreon forever. Even if we do something cancelable, you're it's illegal to boycott this show. We're basically you're you're in for life. So that's dot, something. Dot com in the chat is saying an IDF soldier also sued Ben and Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> this is so absurd. I just I wanted to fight about like real stuff. I, I want to have like in the streets actual fighting for like the sake of humanity. And the best we can get is like Ben and Jerry's memes. When I wake up, it's one brand of ice cream, too. That is what's throwing me. That's why I brought it up on the show. It's just throwing me that they're that fucking mad about 
an ice cream company not selling their ice cream in certain parts of their country. That's all it is. Uh, ben and Jerry's, known for its pro progressive politics, announced last week that it would no longer produce ice cream for Israeli settlements on occupied lands. It is one of the strongest steps by a well-known company against Israeli settlements, which are widely seen by the international community as illegal. Some 700,000 Israelis live in the, yeah, they tell the story. Uh, I just, you're right, dude. Uh, Unilever, the, by the way, one of the most evil named places in the world. I, I don't know why, but when I see the word Unilever, it makes me feel like they're doing so much evil shit. Like, I, I, I co-sign that. <laughs> it's like a Monsanto. I, I mean, like, nobody knew about Monsanto, really, before, like, Food, Inc. But, like, Unilever is a name that when I see it, I, it just, it's, they're got to be making arms or something like that. They got it. They, I mean, they're poisoning us is what they are. Yeah. Unilever. You, that was always whenever I turn over like some some new interesting uh, bath or body soap or something, and then you see that little flowery you, and I'm like, ooh, and throw it back on the the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, what a weird. It is so weird because it doesn't really mean anything, and it doesn't have any scary sounds in it. I, I don't know. I'm got. I've cooked up something. A universal lever that can like inject itself into anything <laughs> and, and pry its way into any part of your life. It's a universal lever. <laughs> Man, they are so mad. Uh, uh, the government has urged 35 U.S. states with anti-boycott laws to punish Unilever. Several states, including Texas and Florida, have begun to look into the matter, but none have taken action yet. This idea that you can make boycotting something illegal is such a wild thing to me. Like, I can't wrap my mind around, like, how does that work in practice? Can I sit down with somebody who is against the BDS movement and just sit down across from them and be like, do you think I should be forced to, to buy things? Like, should I be forced to buy a soda stream? Is that the thing? Like, should people be forced to sell stuff to you? Is that what the thing is? Because I just don't, I don't understand the mechanics of an anti BDS law. Yeah, it's like those uh, undercover agents for like uh, uh, undercover uh, for like underage alcohol sales. So there's going to be like a, a blind guy in the corner when you go to the convenience store and you go to reach for like the the chunky monkey and you're like ah and you pull your hand back and you grab something else and he walks up and folds the cane and takes the glasses off and says you were going you were going to buy the uh, Ben and Jerry's weren't you? But <laughs> you didn't. If you if so okay. If you're in the store mm -hmm. and you're in the ice cream section and you pick up a Ben and Jerry's product and you look at it, but then you decide not to buy it and put it back, that's a criminal offense right there. I yeah, think that's what you're getting at. Yes. Although I guess Ben and Jerry's is on our it's side. Correct. So I guess if you'd have to pick up the is you'd have to pick up um whatever the oh. is Raisley ice cream brand is and then pick up Ben oh, and Jerry's oh, instead. What is it? Yeah. The Sabra hummus. You have to pick, if you pick up Sabra hummus and you right. hold it in your hand and then go like, I'll take the private selection, actually. Then you go to jail. That's you're in big trouble.
You this <laughs> you you have the choice. Sabra hummus ice cream is right there. You could have bought it. It's the pride of Israel. Instead, you went with the trader Ben and Jerry's. You're going to jail. <laughs> so that was it's such a weird story because like every once in a while on my Twitter feed, something will just pop up and it's somebody going fucking nuts about Ben and Jerry's ice cream where I, it, it, you know what it reminds me of the conservatives with their Nike thing. Yeah. Which by the way, uh, Ted Cruz this week showed up to Congress, uh, in his workout clothes, right? He's, he's wearing oh. shorts and a t-shirt and, uh, uh, he comes in there. He claims, which I don't believe this. He claims that the vote was right in the middle of his basketball game, which I, I just, he doesn't shoot baskets. He, he doesn't play basketball. He might shoot foul shots. Maybe, but Ted Cruz play. Who does he play basketball with? The motherfucker stood in an office for 60 minutes and did chest pass against the wall until <laughs> he got red faced just so that he could pretend like he was being interrupted instead of being nice enough or being a decent enough person to find someone that'll play ball with you. He just, he does it out of spite. He does. He, he, he does. <laughs> he goes in his office and just stands there and fucking throws the ball back. He doesn't even shoot baskets. He's like, I don't want to shoot. I might miss. I'm an assist guy. I go for assists. Those are a big part of the game. But when he did show up, uh, th nobody made a huge deal out of this, but I saw a few people in the comments of the picture where people were just roasting him anyway. Yeah. But he, he was wearing Nike shoes <gasps> and Nike socks. And it oh, just no perping. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He wasn't perping. So that's good. But I mean, you could even almost get away if you bought black shoes that were like with black on black Nikes. He might have could have got away with it, but the Nike socks with <laughs> no, he had a fit going. <laughs> he, he, he chose those because they matched like he knew what he was doing. It wasn't leftover shit or nothing. He had an outfit he already paid for. Yeah, he, hey, guys, I had this before the boycott. I can't can't get rid of it. <laughs> he should have to wear those Blue Lives Matter shoes. Yeah. That, that the Minion Death Cult guy showed me. I don't know if they've ever shown them to you, but there's there's a Blue Lives Matter shoe brand. <laughs> Why can't he do Under Armour? Like, yeah. what, what's wrong with Under Armour? Under Armour is like, like, I don't own a single piece of Under Armour clothes, and I am not even sure that Under Armour has ever done anything particularly evil for me to boycott them, and, and boycotting is illegal anyway. True. But I don't think Under Armour's done anything particularly evil. But when I see it, all I think of is conservatives. Like, <laughs> the only people that wear that shit. I swear. I'm sorry if you're listening and you're, like, wearing an Under Armour, like, T-shirt. But, oof. <laughs> it's very conservative feeling. The name. I, I've never even come close to getting it. I don't even know where to buy it. I've never even, like, picked it up in my hand. Or touched it. it at Kohl's. They got oh, it. Oh, get, okay. get it. You can get it at Dick Sporting. Go now I'm doing a commercial. They have it at Macy's. <laughs> they have it pretty much anywhere. They sell the second tier Nike and Adidas and Reebok stuff. So you know oh, how people like, that like department stores, they're like, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, there's the high tier Nike stuff that you have to get on like StockX or on on Goat or whatever, right? Like that stuff's the high tier. And then there's like this second tier where they just make a zillion of everything, Nike and and Adidas and Reebok. And like it's at stores that sell that second tier, that Kohl's tier of Nike is where you buy Under Armour. So you know, if you're looking into it, you you should give it a shot. Listen to this story I got off of Fox News, Brett. It's so funny. <laughs> this, it made me laugh out loud. Katie was like sitting across from me. I laughed out loud at the story. And then she asked me what it was. And I didn't have the heart to explain it to her. Oh, you're a good uh, husband. Yeah. <laughs> 48-year political veteran President Biden. This is off Fox News, by the way. So you know it's going to be catty, right? You will do the... Oh, my God. 48-year political veteran President Biden raised eyebrows on Wednesday when he claimed to have driven an 18-wheeler truck. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. He's- Biden, was- <laughs> Biden said he did that? Yeah, Biden was visiting a Mack truck facility in Pennsylvania when he made the claims to have driven the massive trucks before, which require a special kind of license. Yeah, I mean, CDL, man. I mean, you can't, you really, I think that like, for real, anybody that says that, you got to throw them in the truck immediately. I want to see you, I want to see your little dinky ass arms row through those gears. Yeah, I want to see your little bat wing hanging off of your your tricep while you try to, to fucking drive that thing. I would even say, and I can say this with a lot of confidence that Joe Biden has never even driven a U-Haul and maybe <laughs> never driven like a sprinter van. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's nothing else to do with these people. I feel like they should at least just do physical challenges for us. Or some, just like, just back up your talk. Like, I mean, I got all the time in the world and I say all kinds of crazy stuff. I wish someone would test us more. I wish we had the budget where, you know, uh, we could cut your, a piece of your butt off with a Sawzall, you know, but we don't have like the crew to do that. If you're running around saying that you can drive a, a, a semi truck, you got to prove that immediately. You got to prove that fucking immediately. Yeah. Here, here, hear this. Uh, we can play the audio because, uh, uh, they have they have a little bit of it yeah. and anyway and if we I don't do drive an 18 wheeler man yeah i got to <laughs> and, yeah and, used to just be slang, slanging bags of rock just stay up all night with a lot lizard by my side just that was the early days of politics man <laughs> when i listen to this dude when asked if the president had ever driven such a truck, a White House spokesperson pointed to a December 1973 article from the Wilmington Evening Journal that showed Biden rode in an 18-wheeler on a 536-mile haul to Ohio. So <laughs> he's been in one. Trump, you know, Wait. technically, because when Trump sat in that truck... And like looked really excited sitting in a truck. He's also driven. He drove one. So he went along. He went along for a 500 mile ride. That's what it's like. That's all it is. Just one time. (laughs) I seen that man with his big hands. He was pulling that goddamn lever in there. What is it? A, A gear shifter. He was over there doing it. I think I could do it. 
I, I have driven every kind of vehicle, I think, except I don't think I would ever have the confidence to even try to drive an 18-wheeler. I'm pretty what sure that's boat? tall order. Oh, I've never driven a boat. Oh, you know, I'm going to sound like Joe Biden here, but I've been in a canoe. So that's oh. driving a boat. I used to I drive guess. these boats all the time, man. <laughs> <laughs> you go to old, down to old Trapper John's in Chillicothe, Ohio, and drive a boat. What kind? A canoe? I, I paddled a canoe and complained the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so I guess, I mean, he's just. He should. He, I mean, too bad podcasting wasn't around because I also tend to say take on other experiences as like as if I did them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's well, just a lying ass, and that's just the same thing we f- found with Trump. Though, is it's like he's a lying ass jerk that just wants to be the center of attention or like the coolest guy in the room, which is also me. You know, like in yeah. a way. Me too. Me too, dude. Uh, but so, okay. Fox News pressed the spokesperson about the president's claim, which is so funny that there is a person at the White House during a press briefing yeah. being like, he didn't drive no 18 wheeler. There's no fucking way he drove an 18 wheeler. <laughs> Actually, yeah. check this article. So noting that riding in a truck is not the same as driving one. So they did press him on this. Okay. They riding in a truck is not the same as driving one. At which point the president's spokesperson pointed to a United Federations of Teachers post that touched on Biden driving a school bus in the past as a summer <laughs> job. <laughs> he could. I mean, he drove a bus before. He saw somebody drive a truck for 500 miles. Why couldn't he do it? Fuck. Get off his dick, man. What the fuck? You, you, you know he could do it. You're just mad because you know it. He doesn't have to prove <laughs> shit to you. It is fucking nuts. So this Fox News article <laughs> is so funny because the next part says the majority of school buses on average have two axles with the bigger models having oh two God. wheels on the front axle and four wheels on the dual axle for a total oh. of wheels, according to schoolbusfleet.com. Fox News pressed again about the president's claim, <laughs> pointing out that a school bus is not the same as an 18 wheeler truck, but did not receive a response by publishing time. Radio silence in the chat is right. Our journalists only follow up on the dumbest shit. I know. <laughs> That's the only thing they're allowed to press them about was like, hmm, you drove a truck, Mr. Biden? <laughs> they did just come out with a big, like, border, uh, uh, you know, a big, horrible, like, children's, you know, situation at the border where these, these, where COVID's ripping through it and everything. And they're, fucking nitpicking with joe biden about whether he drove an 18 wheeler a school bus has a limited slip differential on the back it's not the same makeup we looked on semitrucks.com to get this information yeah it's so fucking great so great it's so funny how these guys really want to be a working man like that is really the joe biden donald trump thing is like in their mind they know that they're fancy lads just you know being fancy and yeah. and and being at the highest echelon of power at the very top but all having the- so much money that it creates constant problems 
Yeah, yeah. All they want is for somebody like me to look at him and be like, I'll bet this guy could put a roof on a house. Yeah. No problem. No problem. He seems hey, smart enough to do that. Hey, Joe, come get a pickle back with me. We're going to get hoagies. <laughs> so uh, uh, one more. I think we can do this here. Uh, Brett, I found this piece on Fox 2. I, 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 I'm doing a little Fox dive here tonight. Uh, uh, and there was a piece that I thought might be able to help you now. My kid's already fucked up. There's nothing we can do about it. We made USAA it. classic oh checking for members like Cassie. She's no nonsense. And makes Don't listen to this counts. commercial, yeah, no, okay? A boycott oh, this company. Oh, well, actually, we're going to be driven to the underground for saying that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go to jail. Uh, uh, so this is a piece by somebody named Kate Obenshane, and it's uh, 12 Steps to Raising a Conservative Daughter from oh. My Very Wise Daughter. So cool. I thought, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. The, you know, you don't see a lot of that these days. I like, I, I like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of thought from the other side of the aisle. We have a lot to learn from Republicans, we you know, well, so much to learn. Everybody is failing to raise conservative children. Yeah. It's really hard. Once they see the real world, they just can't believe the bullshit lies. <laughs> And they go in there and they sit there while the teachers are teaching critical race theory. And yeah. it just, it's not it's a fair. Yeah. It's yeah. Just once you stop telling people to worship the founding fathers, once you start adding in other perspectives on history, it, it just gets rid of conservatism. It's, it's genocidal, you know? Yeah. It is funny though. When you think about that, how, how like, it's a very simple thing to just say, Hey, the the founding fathers were were just dudes. They were they were just guys that if they were alive now they'd be claiming to drive have driven an eighteen wheeler truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all they are. <laughs> they, yeah. they weren't gods. Oh no, they're like I have the I have the rarest of flowers growing at Monticello. You wouldn't even believe them. You'd gasp if you saw them. And and motherfuckers <laughs> ate it up and believed it. Like George Washington yeah. was a horticulturist or some shit. Yeah, you know why I think con con like conservatives go so nuts for the founding father. Well, other than all the obvious reason, but there is one reason that I think they go real nuts about, and it's because the Constitution is written in cursive. Yeah. I think it makes people feel like th this is some smart words here. Look at this. Look at this handwriting. I can't write like that. Yeah, you have to decode it. Yeah, it's ancient. It's ancient wisdom that's passed down. I did used to look at the Constitution and be like, man, you know, this thing's got to be important because, you know, look at the way it's written, the elegance of which those words were put down on paper. And they wrote it with a feather pin. So they didn't even have a Bic back then. That was how much harder it was to write a Constitution back then. Guys, yeah, hey, guy like me today could write a Constitution in two hours probably but back then it took a lot longer yeah i mean they put a lot of effort into maintaining and establishing white supremacy and uh classism and, and the ownership class i mean they were very passionate about all that making sure that they stayed were. in place <laughs> not they were there was nothing they were more passionate about than making sure that slavery went on for several <laughs> a few more years <laughs> Or whatever. They were so fucking passionate about making sure that only people with land could vote. They were just, they were like, oh, you know, 
I, it, it, the way that people like like Breaking Bad now, they liked uh, maintaining white supremacy. They, that's what they liked. Women being quiet. That's what they yeah. liked the most. That's what they really had to get down on paper. If we don't write it down, women are going to get an equal vote here. We have to stop it now. We have, to, we have to do all the stuff we like, man. Here's something really funny about this piece, too. I'm not reading the whole like intro to it, Brett, but here's this is just a perfect symbol for how conservatives think of young people. So uh, it says, so here's my 18-year-old's parenting vice. And then in parentheses, it says, hey, don't knock it yet on raising conservative daughters. What? <laughs> so, so, so there's like an intro to this piece, okay, this 12 steps. And uh, she's like kind of, you know, she's saying it's time parent, you know, she says it's time for parents to step up and teach their daughters how to be courageous defenders of individual freedom. And don't assume osmosis will make your daughters conservative. Just because we are doesn't mean they will be. It takes intentionality. Uh, so here is my 18 year old's parenting advice. Hey, don't knock it yet on raising conservative daughters. <laughs> So like, hey, like, we don't we don't listen to 18 year old this is also this proves what we just said about everything in france in the beginning is like 18 year olds are fucking stupid that you don't listen to but one might say something you agree with yeah yeah hey listen if your 18 year old says some shit that you agree with by all means listen to them all the time but if your 18 year old says that thomas jefferson owned slaves don't you know you don't have to hear that okay it was the times, really, back then. That that was always the thing. I was like, Katie's dad, like, I will drive him fucking nuts because he'll bring up how like Thomas Jefferson was this freedom guy. He was this guy loved freedom. And I was like, Well, if he loved freedom, then why did he have slaves? And then he will go like, Well, that was just the times. And it was like, that's still doesn't explain why he, if he loved freedom, he had people in bondage. And, and that's like the simplest way I can get him mad at me. So here we go, Brett. <laughs> here we go. That's the, that's the, that's your, that's the uh, beginner's course of pissing off your conservative in-laws. The new yeah. PDF book series from Brian Quinby. It's the express lane. Check out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> her, her, her sister got COVID. Uh, she's vaxxed and she didn't really get sick. Uh, but she, she ended up getting it and her mom immediately sent her a text and said, huh, looks like your magic shot didn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> <before> I'm living it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't magic really. Um, if you take time to look at the data, that's all science, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear a story today. Uh, uh, on on Bennington about uh, uh, somebody who worked, I think at the New York Post or something like that. They got fired because they said you have to be vaccinated. And uh, uh, she came into work and she was supposed to show her vax card. And she, she for days, dude, she was like, "Oh, I forgot it." You know, I'm digging through. And then people in the office got sick. But like barely sick. They 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 but they caught COVID and it was from her. And she hadn't gotten the vaccine at all. And she ended up getting fired because she lied about it for weeks. And I was like, that's gonna happen so much 
for the as, as they make this a requirement more and more people are going to get caught in really bad lies now oh. by their i mean i mean my whole instagram since last summer has all been about vaccine passports and how they're going it's going to be like a brave new world where the unvaccinated people are going to be thrown outside the fence of major cities to be left on their own good good okay well that's something. Uh, uh, so here's your first. Here's your first of your twelve step, Brad. Okay. Uh, never suggest to your daughter that she is oppressed or a victim. It will taint her entire worldview. Instead of feeling brave, optimistic, and hopeful as if she can accomplish anything, she will become timid, angry, and despairing. You will instill feelings of weakness, powerlessness, and entitlement. No. Let me no. explain. Go ahead. It is not. Maybe there is something to being like, hey, you know, uh, a lot of this world is set up against, you know, women and 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 people of color, especially women of color. And uh, don't, you know, be cognizant of that and be aware of that. But don't let it beat you down fight against it for your whole life but there is absolutely nothing to just saying like none of that stuff exists <laughs> like there's no yeah, such yeah. thing as sexism or misogyny yeah i mean this is this is i mean this is the same thing with like abstinence only when it comes to drugs and stuff where it's like weed is a gateway drug into the into like criminality and once you go down that path you're fucked and we don't ever talk about it and then you try weed and you realize it's not that bad and that it doesn't make you go crazy and that it hasn't ruined your life for them. It's like, they're going to go out into the world. They're going to have a different experience as a woman. The entire time their parents are gaslighting them and saying, Oh, you're just bold and courageous. And it's like, would you please just acknowledge that this guy's a fucking misogynist asshole that I'm working for? Yeah. You know, yeah. like for, for me, like I, I, I definitely am not telling Charlotte, like you won't be able to achieve because there's a wage gap. Um, but I definitely tell her, like, don't listen to guys like you. The guys <laughs> do not do not just defer to men and don't let them get away with saying stuff like I, I do not l- let them get away with their bullshit. I, I've, yeah. I, I uh, that is the, the deprogramming that I do. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to bring it up. Um, the next one here is this is so not a conservative thing, by the way. I'm going to read this and Brett, it's your brain's going to immediately laugh because of um, what happened when you were a kid, actually, or when you were 18. Uh, talk about ideas and events around the dinner table, <laughs> which is like anybody who's had conservative parents. Now, my parents aren't conservative. They're wishy-washy like liberals. But like, didn't you get kicked out of your house because you were talking about ideas after 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the most part, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mostly was quiet at the dinner table if I wanted to share a story that wasn't about, like, some minority or woman or overweight person being, like, garbage. Like, the most of, like, most of the dinner conversation was so incredibly negative and hateful uh, that I felt, I felt mostly alienated by it. And then when I did uh, try to say that like America had uh, America had funded the Taliban, I got kicked out of the fucking house. <laughs> Your girls will learn that ideas are important 
and they'll know how to talk about them and they'll learn how to talk about them and things other than their feelings or their day at school. <laughs> see, but to them, learn about talking to them means learn their point of view, learn how to see the world. They're teaching their kids how to make judgments on everybody. They're teaching their kids. They want their kids to pick up on how we can pull people apart, oppress folks, hold each, hold them down. The conservative way of thinking about things. It's, it's, this is fucking indoctrination. Also, also, kind of horrible to make it sound like like a, a low impact conversation to talk to your daughter about her feelings or her day at school like right. those are you should be asking about probably the most important thing happening in your daughter's life to be honest like it's, it has nothing to do with like uh welfare queens or the state of the the US dollar has nothing to do with like uh trade bargains with China uh she mostly cares about what happened at school that day that's that's all that's it end of yeah. it that's her life that's her whole fucking life yeah and her feelings it's the same way when you come home you start screaming about work yeah when dad came home and he would just scream about work for the whole night yeah we had to hide from my dad when he got home from work because he was mad about working all day yeah my stepmom would just fucking get she walk in that door man and it would be non-stop screaming until she went to bed feelings, work. feelings and emotions and sadness yeah yeah don't protect your daughter from current events help them understand what's happening in their country and the world and that it's important See, so yeah and, and i i do ascribe to this because i think in the end i know that my daughter is going to come out on the side of kindness and caring and compassion mm -hmm. i've said this multiple times but these people are afraid that they're going to hear a little bit of a leftist idea so they're saying to raise a conservative kid you need to run in and do a little stoppage on that you have to come up with a little you can need to come up with like just a little quick phrase that you can inject into their mind to make them not care about other people to just immediately like cut off and stop worrying about the rest of the world. Because yeah, otherwise, otherwise, if you leave it open, if, if you present all the ideas, uh, people are going to come up with cooperation. That's, that's, that's really what we're geared towards. Uh, Seidel in the, uh, in the chat said, learn to stop learning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what? You remember on the first day of kindergarten, remember they told you that Columbus sailed the ocean blue to start America? That's all you need to know, honey. You don't need to get into any of this other stuff. It's, it's, it's America. We did it. It's amazing. I also really like this from dot calm. Everyone that's had the experience know that conservative parents don't want to talk. They want to tell you what they think and want you to agree full stop. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. It was just like, yeah. I'm going, I'm supposed to say, oh, actually these folks have free will and they could choose to get a job instead of taking money from the government. Thanks mom and dad. I'm engaged with the world now. Yeah. And I can't think of anything that conservatives uh, care less about than the entire world outside <laughs> of just their front yard. Basically. Yes. <laughs> he don't like, know shit. Even the best, uh, even the most intellectual of us have no idea what happens in the rest of the world. So at the conservative dinner table, there is nothing beyond the city limits. No, no. It, well, downtown. It's got, yes. Oh, downtown is hell. That's where everybody gets murdered. Yeah, that's where shit's happening. Start early. You can't expect your daughter to start standing up for her beliefs in front of her peers or authority figures in high school when she's never really thought about what they are in the first place. They have to become her ideas in order for her to risk defending them. But it still sounds like they're saying they actually have to be 
their idea. Like it, they have to be the same ideas as the parents. Bef and, and I like the way that they say, you know, convince them that they're her ideas. Convince yeah. her. Hey, convince your eighth grade daughter that, you know, taxes are job killer. That's just something you got to work on. Yeah. I mean, that's sales and marketing. I, I, I heard this from hanging out with several tattoo artists before that the best thing, the best you can do is you need to convince them that your idea was actually their idea. <laughs> like that's, that's what yeah. they're going for. You just have to, you can't do it. You can't, people don't want to believe what they believe. You have to spend, uh, you have to spend all of your extra time making sure that your child grows up and doesn't recognize, uh, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's a horrible person. <laughs> doesn't yeah. recognize the suffering, the oppression of others. Doesn't recognize that America has done anything wrong before. Yeah. Set an active example, live out your ideas, go to rallies, take your girls to hear conservative speakers. They are never yeah. too young. Do this. Actually, this is a good one. And this is, I would pay money because this is the best way to get kids not to be conservative. I put them, put those speakers. It's not to care about politics at all. Yeah. Get the teens for Trump out there. Get them 65 year old teens for Trump doing a little jazz hands rally at the state fair and get some of your best conservative speakers, put all your conservative children in front of them. They're going to fucking hate it. They're going to be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is a conservative, like taking your eight year old to see Charlie Kirk speak seems <laughs> like a good way to make them not a conservative. <laughs> I'm also, I'm, I'm actually still stuck on the standing up for conservative principles at school. And like, yeah. I'm wondering if that's like policing the bathrooms or something, uh, or like, what, what, or like it, maybe you would just, um, like in your, in your government class, you would just say, maybe these people don't work hard. Maybe it's not statistics. Maybe it's just that they don't work hard enough is why they don't have anything in America. Yeah. And it's also like, <laughs> it is like what they really want to happen is if your, your daughter is standing in the bathroom or, or, or sitting in class and they hear somebody bring up racism, they want them to be like, racism isn't still happening. That's been yeah. over since the sixties. Well, they want, no, they want them to, to pipe up and say, well, what about all the assumptions that are made about me because I'm white? <laughs> Yeah. What about affirmative action? Like a, a fucking fourth grader asking about affirmative action. <laughs> doing the, uh, doing the, uh, doing the story. Uh, um, fuck. I forgot the movie. Uh, telling the story about the, uh, the firefighters, how they didn't pick the best one. They picked by affirmative action. And then only, only they, they put the weakest firefighters to the front and everybody died because of it. God, that's so far. I heard American history X. That's what that was American history X. That's the story from that. I remembered it. My father-in-law told me that and he's never seen American history X, which is, that is very funny. I mean, maybe he's seen it now and been like, Oh, that's a, well, you know, a lot of good ideas in that movie. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't let your girls be wimpy. Okay. Uh, there's an epidemic of wimpy girls who want at all costs to be liked, not to offend. Let them experience some conflict and disappointment. Teach them that conflict can be navigated rather than avoided. So, you know, have that's them go. That's not right. I mean, that's incredibly daft. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the whole liberal side of things is running on girl boss shit. Like, I don't like, I think that the problem is, is that 
we tell most girls that like equality is acting like a man. Like that's yeah. the only equality that we can offer them is you can act as dumb and stupid and violent as guys. Uh, you know, that's, that's equality. You, you know, it's yeah. time for, it's time for women to be complete dumbasses too, which yeah. I agree. I agree. I do like dumbass women. Here's a very insulting one. Help your daughter separate what is personal from objective points. Girls take differences of opinion personally. They will follow the crowd Jesus. to avoid being perceived as wrong unless you have raised them to be strong and to understand ideas and to take not to take differences personally. They will absolutely post the black square on Instagram having no idea what BLM actually stands for because they will care more about the popularity contest. So. I, I know this kid. This her daughter is going to be on TikTok with purple hair within the next two years. There's no oh. fucking way she's going to put up with this shit. It's so infantilizing and it's so misogynistic. It, the, the, just the entire tone of it treats, um, treats women like a fucking Tamagotchi that you can like raise right. Yeah. And it's also weird because like they talk, they start this out by saying that uh, uh, girls aren't oppressed and then they make these wild assumptions about what all girls feel. Right. Like that they take differences yeah. of opinion personally. Oh, you know, women. God, I mean, you can't even disagree with them without taking it, it personally. Is. Never tell your child to moderate her opinion in order not to offend someone. Okay. Don't I'm down tell with that. Her that her, yeah. Yeah. Don't tell her that her teacher won't appreciate it or her grades may suffer. Defend her and teach her to defend herself and her ideas. Tell her you are strong and brave and smart. Now go tell them. So this one, I mean, I like it in a way, but it also, they don't mean moderate her opinion. They mean like, if you say something hurtful, but you think it's a fact, it's okay. Right. That is, that's their ethos. You know, this, they, they are saying it one way that sounds good, but I know what they really mean. Yeah. They don't want it the other way. Yeah. Just something racist. It, I, I mean, it's always it's it's ends up they say something racist. So teach your daughter about this is the last one, Brett. A good one too. Uh, uh, oh wait, this isn't the last one, but uh, there's there's two more. Tell your daughter, teach your daughter about the founding of our country, that it was a radical experiment for the first time, acknowledging that individual liberty comes from God, not government. Honor the United States and her founding fathers in word and celebration. And I'm sure, so this person did none of that when they were a teenager, and now they're going to try to momager their way into making their kid go to school and create disruptions over bathrooms and over the gay straight Alliance and over reverse racism. Uh, that's what they're going for. I just also feel like, you know, your ideas are bad when you're trying to figure out a cheat code to get your kids to have the same ideas. I, I think that is a real thing to because like I have never been up like super i mean gwen's heard the show uh she's been to live shows and stuff like that like she like knows my opinions but i have really very done very little like telling her about politics stuff you know like i i i bring up 
my beliefs and I'll tell her my beliefs, but I never frame it like she should have those because I, I want her to come to it in the same way I did with just come to it on your own. I, I really want that to happen. So you take all of the little things that you believe in and you live out that truth and you you talk about your experience in the world and you let them talk about their experience in the world and it will get them where you want to be if what you believe is righteous i think or appealing at all i mean with like because with this shit it's like to me what it comes down to is like you're telling me this is the right way to think everybody should feel this way you're angry and red-faced and alone and you seem fucking miserable. And here I am finding happy, loving families with people that don't believe all of this horrible shit and don't ascribe to these awful fucking beliefs. And it seems like they're having a more en- enriching life. You know, like they're able to travel without getting triggered. You know, they're able to to move freely and, and make relationships and have friends without constantly being judging on judging them on like their love for the fucking constitution. Or whatever it is yeah so here's here's the last little piece of this and then we will uh shut close another basement show might even next week basement show might even be in our new studio so i'm not gonna be here so i'm just gonna be well i might be there oh if you're right but i might be you know who knows whatever michelle easton knows the danger culture and the left present for our daughters her book addressed that threat head on and is a primer detailed eminently readable and profoundly inspiring helping parents instill the right pillars of belief in your daughters and then strengthening those beliefs through practical consistent real life application bottom line if you want your daughter to grow up to be a conservative raise her to be brave Easton recounts in her book that her father didn't send her out the door every morning telling her to have a good day. Uh, (laughs) We failed our kids, Brian. We failed our kids. That's real good conservative parenting right there. Rather, he told her to go out there and fight for what she believes in. She sure did and still does. He clearly gave her the courage and wisdom to do just that. Now she's helping the rest of us do the same. So, uh, uh, so that guy's to blame. We need to get, dig up that guy's fucking grave and beat the shit up out of his bones. I mean, it's just unleash this horrible fucking woman on us. What? It's just a bad conservative dad. Yeah. No, it's good to them. Yeah. He withheld all love and on, on his deathbed, he turned his cheek to me. And then I knew that I had to find my own way and that I'm all alone in this world. And that was the best advice my, my dad ever gave me. It's like my dad hated me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and, and now I'm a proud conservative. So <laughs> this all really worked out for me. <laughs> you know, I've been abused and misused and mistreated and taken advantage of my entire fucking life. And I think people should have it worse, to be honest, because I, I love myself and I feel good about it. I mean, it does feel weird, like that it took me so long to get over on this side of, of, my ideology although like i would lean towards like i was just sort of reactionary i I wasn't conservative i was i was more of like a reactionary guy like (laughs) i didn't care about ideology or politics and i wonder if it took me this long to get here because my parents weren't conservative you know i didn't have a fight against 
quite yeah, big. I guess that makes sense. I mean, I, I guess I can see that, but I, I like just the way that um, the way that they. The, the, I think you're right. The contrarianism is what I'm thinking. Is that this doesn't this doesn't really say what their kid should be fighting for, but it's really just being like the most obnoxious person in class. Like it's just all they want is their kid to to fight about a math problem, fight about something that's completely objective because they can, because they're bold and they're conservative. And then they believe in like a mathematics before Isaac Newton brought gravity into things. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe yeah. in a Cartesian plane and that's all that like it's all semantics and it's all, none of it is based out of anything besides making the rest of us mad. Like you can fuck with people. That's basically what they want us to know. And like, we know this too. And we try to fuck with people for the right reasons, but they're like, don't ever give away up your right to fuck with people. Even though everybody in America is Christian, they fly flags everywhere you go and you'll get fucking punched for not saying the anthem. You need to fuck with people. You need to fuck with anybody that doesn't believe that. It is. You're, you're, you're totally right too, because I mean, if you really believe that your kid, you know, was brave and courageous and would fight for what they believe in, there would be no problem teaching critical race theory in high school, which they don't teach anyway, but there wouldn't be any problem with that because it wouldn't test their opinions. It, it would, they would strengthen their conservative beliefs, but instead they're terrified that a kid might hear that America is a white supremacist country or anything like that. They're, they're just so terrified to, to, for their kid to hear that there's racism, right? Like <laughs> it just, I, I, it's just such an odd thing, but uh, that is the show. We did it, Brett. Very fun show. Had a good time tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a bad job raising a conservative daughter for sure. You stink at it. You're terrible at it. And you know what? I failed. So you did fail. She, um, I saw her, I saw her at a black lives matter rally. They said, Oh, you white motherfuckers get to the front. What are you doing? And she went out there with your wife and, uh, and your niece and, uh, got on the front line and, and made the chain in the middle of the road. So yeah, Huge that's trend. what, that, yeah, that, that's one of the saddest days of my life because, uh, uh, you know, actually, that was a really weird situation. I think we talked about it on the show, but I got so scared seeing my wife and my daughter squaring off against the police, like with their arms, like clutched together. I was like, fuck, okay, you guys are real fucking serious. <laughs> You're going to get in some shit. They will hit you. They, they love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think it holds up. I mean, this is what social media has torn away at all of their shit because there's just too much access to information and different ideas. And I mean, so conservative will always be popular for like poor people that want to pretend like they're not struggling. You know, those people always go conservative. And then you always also have like your country club and people that already got it. Um, but you know, I feel like a lot of the folks that are watching Fox news and that are trying to raise conservative kids, they have no college funds for them. They have no savings in the bank. They have no extra anything. And they're sending their kid out into the world to go work for $7.25 an hour, telling them that it's the ticket to freedom, as if that's going to convince them America is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, congressional baseball fan said this in the chat from Twitch. I'll obviously listen on Twitch if you can. 
Thank you guys for the show tonight. I just installed new struts and did a brake job while listening. And and I got to tell you, that's what I really want people to be doing while they're listening. That's maybe the most perfect thing that somebody could be doing while listening to Street Fight. I don't know. I feel like you could slip and hit a knuckle or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's, you know, I, I, I crack my knuckles every time I work on a car, which I'm not going to do ever again. Now I'm out of it. I mean, that's why I didn't get. That's why I got $3,000 for that Kia, other than it's a piece of shit. But I think they took a bunch off because of my bad brake jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned something about the brakes, and I was like, hmm, I don't know. How did that happen? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that, that son of a bitch. He took me. Damn it. <laughs> I paid out the nose for that job. I'm just too like lazy to be that guy, you know? That, yeah. that like... I do it. I don't want to fucking change the rotors. And it's like, well, I mean, that just means that the brake pads won't last as long and brake pads are only 35 bucks. So <laughs> I'll just do it that way. Yeah. But I, I got I to get done. I got to go tweet. I need to get this thing wrapped up. I'll deal with it next month. Phil <laughs> yeah. Winter said he cooks and rolls backwoods while listening. That's also a fine activity. That's a good activity. Yeah. And he, I, I think like it is cool to hear what people do when they're listening and it ended up and it ends up being like totally really normal shit, like like rolling backwoods and, and doing brake jobs. I love it. It feels good. That's a new slogan. Rolling yeah. backwoods, doing brake jobs, Street Fight Radio. <laughs> yeah, we got to make that shirt now. Rolling, <laughs> back, rolling backwoods and doing brake jobs. We could probably sell a zillion of those to conservatives too. <laughs> Tom McDonald fans. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want it to be. Backwoods <laughs> in the forest or the the rap, whatever. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks for listening to Street Fight. Um, please donate to the car fund. You can get stickers and patches if you do. There's still some uh Eric made some he's like 20 limited art prints of a really cool basin that he made. You should just go to store.streetfightradio.com and find it. It's on there. Um, we're also available at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. Hito O'Brien is wrapped up, right? Yeah, I think I can announce the next uh, uh, miniseries now. I'm 99.9% I'm, I'm .9 sure I know what I'm doing. So uh, let's just announce it now at the go end of the show. So I am going to take a look at the early 2000s late 90s through the lens of the the movie's cinematic universe so we will be watching scary movie not another teen movie epic movie superhero movie meet the spartans vampire mm. Duck. Mm. But what, what 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 will what the plan for me is is that like we'll do critiques of the movies but we'll also talk about the things that they're parodying in the movies right so uh i think it's gonna be really fun i'm calling it the mc street fights mcu <laughs> uh, uh podcast and that stands for movies cinematic universe <laughs> hey i'm way into this uh when scary movie four came out i was on vacation in virginia beach and I stayed up on a Tuesday night to go buy the DVD from Blockbuster for like twenty seven ninety five. Yeah, we're gonna do scary movie first because I think that's the first. That's the that's the beginning of this, and uh, well, it's good. I it's mean, actually good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary movie made people think that they could get away with it. 
Yeah, because I think like the reason I want to start with uh, uh, the reason I want to start with scary movie is because it's decent, and I kind of want this thing to like when we get to super to vampire suck, which was made in 2012. Uh. Like we will just be talking about pure fucking shitty trash that by the way you will like yes uh, this uh, is my sense of humor yeah so uh uh yes and uh by the way i know i have to get a hold of somebody said we should have jack and leslie on i i will have to get a hold of jack but leslie is coming on i want perfect, leslie perfect. on probably to talk scary movie actually so it'll be fun i think i i think everybody will like it it's going to be very goofy and those movies uh, uh, I have never seen most of them. I've seen scary movie and not another teen movie. But after that, I was like, I am not going to see another movie movie <laughs> disaster movie. is pretty good. Oh yeah. We're going to do that one. We're going to do that one. So date, what was the romance one? Uh, Oh, date movie. I think date, it's just date movie, date right? Mo- or date night. Yeah. Date movie. No date night is actually good. Date movie. I think is very bad Date movie. Yes. That was around the time of scary movie four. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah, I think this one is going to get us to Shocktober. I think okay. that's my plan is to take is to ride this this concept out until Shocktober. So, right. well, I got to go. Um thanks for tuning in everybody. Uh we appreciate it as always and we'll be back this Sunday taking calls from all y'all. So, tune in 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Peace. Peace. My nigga in the can of Pepsi. Point me to a bag like Hefty And I used to have love but it left me Big clip I extended myself Going hit the AC that's hot Came right from the floor that's drop The people elbow let's rock Now let's take them back to the block My, my, my nigga in the can no Pepsi Point me to a bag like Hefty And I used to have love but it left me Big clip I extended myself Going hit the AC that's hot Came right from the floor that's drop The people elbow let's rock now let's take them back to the block. What you smoking, big homie? No regular dope. Get the strap when they knock, we don't play at the dope. If it's hard, I'm smart, I'm thinking the most. And it's Texas for stress, it's straight out the boat. Used to feel like a slave, I ain't hanging no more. You get caught in the cross, better do what you know. I just cash out with cutters, then I'm out the dope. When you come in that bitch, put a mile on the floor. It was time out the time, and then lie out the lie, it didn't matter, I never relaxed. I was crossing that line every time, only thing on my mind was go get me a sack. Devin call from a smoker, he owe me, and when it's the first, he can come get it back. Yo, Ride, I ride everything, do a die, come and slide over here and get wet. Now, Lords don't go if I say so. In the South, gotta holler at Pedro. Phone ring, that's a cow from Diego. My last say a kill for a peso. Big clip hit high, but it ain't low. Hit the block way before I had a leg go. I've been through too much, so I can't go. Not me, I was talking about a bankroll. My, my nigga in the can, no Pepsi. Point me to a bag like Hefty. And I used to have love, but it left me. Big clip, I extended myself. Going hit the AC, that's hot. Came right from the floor, that's drop. The people elbow, let's rock. Now let's take them back to the block. Never had shit, but I made me a way for it. Trump all out, gotta wait for it. I can tell you the type to go and pray for it. Shot in, shot back, like wait for it. Pick six to the house, that's perfect. Listen up for a minute, no lips. Every time put the beat on the stretch. I ain't made everything from the neck up. Stay down with the shit, I ain't let up. With this weight on my